SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. And let's welcome the coach of the Stormers on the line, Coach John Dobson. Good evening. Thanks for taking our call again on SAFM, Coach. Thanks so much for having me again. I appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. There must be a wonderful atmosphere at the Stormers. It looks like the good old days are back. Six wins in a row at home. How's the feeling? Uh, it is. I mean, it does feel a bit like the good old days where we feel better about ourselves. And no, the team's in a good state. Um, no, and enjoying the rugby. I think we're really enjoying ourselves. Yeah, and it's been a remarkable turnaround. Does it surprise you, Coach, or do you think it was coming? <laughs> no, I could be. I could be stingy. So we planned this and we built building <laughs> and. Uh, but I, 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 you know, from where we were in September, uh, even longer before during the lockdown, it was grim rugby. Um, and we obviously had a plan, and we obviously had a nice squad, but we didn't quite think it would go like it has, if you know what I mean. So that surprised me very pleasantly a little bit, yeah. And what's even more impressive is that you've lost some big players. I mean, in Siakolisi, Bongi Mbonambi, yeah. but, 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 but the team has continued. I mean, the show has gone on. Why, why is that? Can you put your finger on it? I think... You know, you know, we we lost some amazing players. Whether that were, you know, as you said, Steer, Bongi, uh, Peter Steff, a World Player of the Year, the Springbok captain, mm. Peter Steff, the mm. Springbok captain, Steer Kalisi, the year before, Damien Delenda, Yevon Etzebeth. You know, we, we've actually gone through the whole team. But I think what happened is we got some guys who really were who stayed behind, were really desperate. Um, you know, when, you know, chaps who maybe hadn't proven themselves. Um, I think we did that quite well. Whether that's Amani Levak or Warwick Chalant, who was. Um, and then I think what 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 was great was the the sort of loyalty of some really old province guys like uh, Pitself and Skara and Tabeni and Franz Maher. But those guys have been playing in the front row together since under nineteen, you know, in 20, 20, 2010. Mm. So you know they really part of the understand the DNA. And so with that, and some expected guys like Warwick and I think Damien Willems has been amazing. And I think playing the rugby that the people in this region sort of resonate with. You know, we're not a we were for a long time a scrum and mall team, but people in the Cape, they love r- attractive running rugby, and I think that's sort of resonated with the people and worked for us. Uh, I heard uh, Ruan speak the other day saying credit must go to the coaches because they encourage them to play this kind of rugby that allows <laughs> the likes of <laughs> Damien Willems, uh, Money, and, and, and Warwick to play the kind of rugby that they, they want to play. Yeah, look, we have, I mean, there's no point, and so I can't, again, I'm going to sound like I'm some sort of strategic genius, because I'm certainly not, but there's no point in getting Marnie, Marnie Libok in or uh, Warwick Halant, Boogeyman, as they call it. You don't, you don't get Boogeyman in and say, you've got to kick everything from here and you can't offload because we want ball security. Then you just, you've got the wrong, you know, it's just completely wrong. If you're going to get them in because uh, <laughs> they could make some magic, you've got to let them do it. And I think it's been wonderful. I think Marnie, you know, he's come from a, been a couple of unions and just him playing now, I think he's putting, taking a claim for national honours. And Warwick Halant's a guy I would pay a lot of money to go and watch rugby in that. So it's exciting. Yeah, and but but also you've backed money, coach. I mean, um, it takes a lot to back a guy who's been written off by many. He's been went to the Bulls, went to the Sharks, but you stuck with him, especially in this position at ten. Yeah, because I think you know if you look at Money's record, we had a good look, and we saw what he did in the Bulls about four or five years ago under John Mitchell. And then we thought, you know, this guy's been played fullback, bench, wing, fly half at the both the unions, and we thought we're getting a fly half. And look again, I can claim to be strategic. We haven't had a lot of other options. Kate Volleter was injured for a long time, so we gave him a good run. And just clear, the more we backed him, the better he got. So it was a self. Yeah, I'm really chuffed with the way, with the way, the way he's gone. Is there a guy that plays better when he's backed coach or when he gets a longer run in the team? Imani. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to feel backed. Yeah, he's. I think he's. A, he's quite a sort of. You know, he comes from a, a tough background. Um, he's got some tough. You know, he's been around, and I think he just feels. He wants to feel loved because I think before he's. You know, so he's been pushed around in various positions in various teams. So. I think just giving him that backing is, and um, 
What's, what's amazing about these guy, a guy like Marnie, is he loves rugby. He talks about it all the time. He's, and it's actually been a good example for our guys because our guys have been a bit Cape Towny, you know, the surf's up or the, look at the mountains here, yeah, look at the mountain brew, you know, and they're not really, it's time to go, finish training's finished. Whereas guys like Marnie and Warwick talk and think about rugby all the time and it's having a really positive effect on the team. It's, it's been very, very, I've uh, enjoyed it. Yeah, that's good to see and good to hear. And and the South African teams have been playing much better at home. They've been winning. What's been different for the teams, coach? It can't just be home ground advantage, can it? I think. Yeah, look, I think I knew that when 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 once we got back here, we would start filling our boots because um, look, I, I think there's a challenge around the season. That we went up there, we went about our Springboks who were in the rugby championship, and then when they started coming here, not so much, not anymore. But the first few rounds of their trips down here, their guys were involved in the Six Nations. So that's, that brings a bit of, you know, laxity, laxity, a little bit of equilibrium. But I, I think we've adapted to the competition, like in terms, of, it has been different in terms of some, unfortunately, rugby and like some other sports have got interpretations of law. You shouldn't have that. But uh, they've got some law interpretations about how they referee the scrum and that sort of stuff, which we've adapted to. And, uh, and I think, I do think, and I think this happens in, um, you know, in a European, in a European soccer uh uh, happens in uh, European uh, in European rugby is that as it, as it gets towards this stage of the season, the fields get harder and faster, and it suits the sort of you know whether it's not whether it's you know up here or up, up there as well. In like in Europe at the moment, is that it suits the sort of faster, more attacking style of rugby, which the South African teams you know the Bulls are, the Lions, and the Spark. Um, it, it, it suits us, you know. Um, so the difference is the Sharks, you know, they they're playing in shame with with tragic consequences in the monsoon conditions and humid conditions every week. So that's a bit different. But the rest of us are playing quite high-tempo rugby, and I think these guys are struggling to live with it. Yeah, yeah and I think these wins have helped boost the profile of the URC because now people actually care about this tournament now that SA teams are winning. I saw a tweet this week out of your game against Leinster. Somebody saying, I hate Leinster as much as I hate the Crusaders. All of a sudden <laughs> now they know yeah. who, who Leinster is. And I guess these wins are also coming at the perfect time with the fans being back. Coach, is it a different ball game with fans around at, in, at the stadium? Yeah, look, I think that's, 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 that's two questions. Aren't, well, that's two good. Your comment, your question, un- unrelated. I think there's still a big adaption. You know, we are so used to, we love having, the, as you said, the Crusaders, the Hurricanes, um, those are brands we know, even the Waratahs or the mm, Chiefs. Chiefs. So we're still getting to learn Glasgow Warriors and the Ospreys and that. And that's a challenge. And and I think that's probably one of the reasons why the fans haven't filled the stadiums when they come back. You know, mm. I mean, there's been some boxing drives in one Durban, one in Pretoria a little while ago. So I think that is, as people, as you say, I think as the teams start doing better and as we get to know these teams better. So if we host some playoffs and suddenly Leinster come here again, or it's unlikely or Munster, I think it's going to be much bigger. But I do think um, it's made a massive difference to even those crowds, even at 10,000. It's just, we've played for two years with not, almost not, we had a, you know, a couple of months of 2,000. But we all got used to seeing massive advertising boards across stands, you know, in every sport. And it looks terrible and feels terrible. And so it's a big difference. Just see those flags waving or the fireworks when we run on and that's, it made a big difference, even the disappointingly small numbers we've had so far. Yeah. And and does the Cape Town Stadium feel like home now for the Stormers? <laughs> I think I think so. I we played. We, we, I think at one stage we played. We played seven and one one there, mm. and we lost the British Lions and a couple of those, those interim competitions. But now, I think we were. I can't remember if we were five or six in a row. So it does. It does feel like home now. The challenges are on the surface, as you probably see on the on the TV mm. now with the scrumming. Yeah, we spend. Many millions on those two big props cut off from the herb and they struggle to scrum a bit, but that, that's being addressed. But as a venue, and I, you can just see as, you know, we drive on the team bus, you just see those sort of cafes of Greenpoint starting to see some more and more blue and white jerseys, and you can sense that something special is going to build there. Yes. 
Yeah, and there's a special game this weekend, a top-of-the-table clash against Leinster. Uh, some people reckon you start as favourites here at home, and considering that, they probably don't have some of their internationals. How do you look at this game? Yeah, well, the spot on, they haven't got some of the internationals, but they need, unfortunately, they need a couple of points to secure a top-place finish because they can get to your home final, which mm. is worth a fortune, especially at a stadium like theirs, you know, the Aviva in Dublin's, uh, what, a 60,000-seater. So, and they'll fill that. So, they'll, they'll play a little bit on the game. Uh, they were unlucky in some ways not to score at the end there against the Sharks. Um, so, but we desperately needed, because, you know, when we started the season, you asked me if I was surprised at the start of this chat, I said, yeah, because, you know, our first thing was to try and get into the top eight mm-hmm. um, just to make, and then, you know, the playoffs. And then you have to be top seven to really get a sort of European spot. And now, suddenly, we're playing for our home playoffs. And the truth is, and, and look, I must, it might be arrogant, the truth is if we win both our games, we'll get 10 points over the next two games, Scarlet and Wales, and this one against Leinster, we could be finished second, which is our home semi-final, which mm-hmm. is worth a fortune to us financially and morale-wise. So... For us, it's a very, very big game, and I think there's a lot in it for Leinster. So, you know, while it may not be the A-team, and maybe we are expected to win, I think there's a lot on the game, if that makes sense. So the first objective was to get into the playoffs, and the next one is a home playoff. Yeah, I mean, we went from top eight just to a play anywhere. It's going to be an aeroplane, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and now suddenly, no, we're going to start talking about a home quarter, and then suddenly, no, no, we're going for a home semi-final now, you know. So... Um, that, that's very much. I mean, we are positioned second on the log, and yeah. you know, it's in our hands. It's going to be tough, but it's in our hands. Yeah. So you've got a crisis at hooker, and you have to loan a player from the Cheetahs. Yeah, I'm sad about going to Ben. He's one of my favourite little players, human beings. You know, I'm sure you've chatted to him. He's a wonderful yes, person. Yes, definitely. Uh, he just lights up. He's a, one of the best men. He lights up a room with that smile. So, and he's, you know, he, he was just, I thought on Saturday before he got injured, he was playing some of the best rugby I've seen him play, mm. he, even when he became a Springbok. So, it's a massive injury. And, for, and, and Achilles at a 30 year old hooker, it's mm. hard to push off that foot. So, I'm worried about his longer term, but um, uh, we could borrow Vilma about it from the Cheetahs, and we've got some really good young hookers, but we might have to address that next season. But we're going to miss Scat terribly, just from every respect. Uh, yeah. mm. So, does Vilma go straight into the team? Does he go into the squad? Yeah, he goes onto, he comes onto the, he comes onto the bench. And it's quite a challenge for a hooker, but we we literally we we got three three or four hookers out, so yeah, we had to do that. We could have used Dion Free, but yes, he's yes, thirty five years old, and I just think we give up we give up one of the best seasons in the competition if he plays hooker. You know. So how far are Chad and Andre Hugo? Uh, they're a couple. They're, they're three or four weeks away. Sure. Yeah. Okay, that's in, that, that's a proper crisis. But I'm sure Vilmar is someone that you've watched for for some time now. Yeah, he played. Um, he played Marty's really well for the Varsity Cup of Marty's, and we liked him then. We just didn't know space. He went off to Griquid and then to Cheetahs. And we've been, I've been looking at him for a while. I like him, you know. What we want at uh, Storm is we've got enough flashy showboaters, you know, with a Diamani and Gelantu, who can step, I'm joking about showboating, but they've got real expectations. We need some tough forwards to work and scrum and set piece, and that's what he brings. And, Coach, there was a lot of talk about Ivan Ross not being in that alignment camp, but what do you make of how he's bounced back, especially in that match against Glasgow? Yeah, I look at... <laughs> To me, he's maintained the same level of performance. I, I can't remember, he, you know, him never being working hard or intense or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I think in, if you say bounce back, I think from uh, what's how he's reacted, maybe. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Because you know, I don't think he ever did performance, yeah. but how he reacted to the disappointment was absolutely brilliant. And I, I mean, apparently, I don't know on Twitter, but well, I've seen that Rusty's tweet afterwards. It yes. seems to suggest he's in the mix now. But I mean, for the hand, that is the point. I mean, it's all people talked about after the Bulls game. Elric versus, before it was Elric versus mm. Dwayne, sorry, uh, Evan versus Dwayne and Elric versus Dwayne. And then, uh, you know, then he's left out and he comes back and, yeah, he produced his best game for the Stormers. I mean, it's amazing. So, 
I presume he's... I presume he's going to be in the camp next week. So. Yeah, it looks like it. That tweet says, well done, Ivan Ross. That's how you react. Uh, it's from Lucy yeah, Rosmus to disappointment 100%. and make sure that you can't be ignored. Okay, Coach, we're going to have to leave it there because of time, but all the best for Saturday as we push for a home playoff here. No, I really, I really appreciate the support and the knowledge you've got and the passion for it. It's great and a great show. Thanks very much for having me. Thanks, again. Coach. Thanks, Coach yeah, John yeah. Dobson. They're getting the Stormers to play the kind of rugby that we know in the Western Cape. And that's why a lot of those guys used to support the All Blacks because of, okay, not only because of our past, but also because of the kind of rugby that the All Blacks used to play. And that's why I was surprised, actually, when there was a tweet that said, I hate I hate Leinster more than I hate the Crusaders because a lot of the guys in Cape Town were actually Crusaders fans when I used to live there. And they would actually go and cheer the Crusaders on. It was those Crusaders and... Was the Crusaders and the Blues, I think. I think it was the Blues when they had Carlos Spencer. But I know they supported the Crusaders and the All Blacks a lot, those guys, in the Western Cape. So, yeah, if you are in the Mother City or around the Western Cape this weekend, they have a massive game against top-of-the-table Leinster. It's one against two. I know we don't know a lot about the URC, but now that our teams are starting to win, I think people are starting to take interest now. I mean, the Sharks are fourth. So even the Sharks are in with a shout for a playoff spot. The Bulls are eighth. Maybe that could be seen as a disappointment because remember the Bulls dominated South African rugby especially during the two years of uh, the past two years uh, that have been affected by COVID. They were winning everything on offer uh, except for the Rainbow Cup which they lost to Benetton and you thought they would be the higher of the South African teams here uh, but they're eighth at the moment. Also not out of it and then you've got the Lions in 12th position. They let themselves down with that defeat against Connacht this past weekend. I'm sure it was their first defeat at home against overseas opposition but if you watch that game these guys were using delaying tech Every time there's a scrum or there's a rock or there's a mall, they take a breather and they take their time to get to the ball. I'm like, uh, uh, in football here, yeah, they would have got cautions for, for time wasting here. Yeah. It actually happens in rugby. I saw it this past weekend with the Lions up against Connacht. So, yeah, as I was saying, if you are in the Mother City this weekend, go out there and support the Stormers. They always have specials. That game is at 6.15 on Saturday night at the Cape Town Stadium. They always have specials on their tickets. That's what they've done since the fans have come back. I'm going to try and have a look if they've put anything up this week as far as the ticket prices are concerned. But you can also go, oh, there it is, there it is. 50 rand a ticket for a top-of-the-table clash against Leinster. You see? In rugby, they even bring the tickets down, while others put the tickets up in football when they come back after a two-year absence.